Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is three huge wholesaling myths that are about to be debunked. There is a lot of videos, a lot of trainings out there on the subject of wholesaling. It's a popular topic within real estate investing because it's positioned as being good for beginners to get started, more on that later, and also because people can do it with very little money, more on that later too. Well, I'm going to share with you some important information you'll hear nowhere else. And if you're wholesaling now or have any interest in it, get out your notebooks. Hi, I'm Phil Pustiovsky, by the way, with FreedomMentor.com. I am a full-time, extremely successful real estate investor that also mentors many people throughout North America. And in fact, my apprentices at this point are among the most successful in their respective marketplaces. Best-selling author of two books, my first book, how to be a real estate investor, I give away for free. And also, you can head over to Amazon and get this. This is a more advanced book, Real Estate Investing Gone Bad. Great lessons in there. I'm going to reveal some things about wholesaling that a lot of people would never tell you, but I'm going to tell you from the real world. Because we've literally done hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of these wholesales. In fact, we've done well over 100 this year alone. 2017's been a home run of the year. So when we deal with this stuff, we deal it at a magnitude that almost no one else does. We see things other people would never see because we're doing it so often. So let's dive in to the three biggest myths about wholesaling and let's debunk them. Myth number one is that wholesaling is illegal. It's not illegal. In fact, I have a great video on the subject, is flipping real estate illegal? It's not illegal, but I understand why this myth persists out there in the marketplace. It's because a lot of people do it illegally, right? You can do anything legally or illegally or almost any activity, right? So it can be illegal if you follow the wrong protocol. So an example of that would be you may have seen some videos or maybe a webinar or seminar on co-wholesaling where one person has the seller, has the deal, the other person has the buyer, and you are that other person that has that buyer, and you're going to bring that buyer to that seller. Well, that co-wholesaling is illegal. Why? Because it's practicing real estate without a license. That's where the illegality comes in, is practicing real estate without a real estate license. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to look at it, we have gone up against, we have had complaints with our apprentices um, in many states across the United States and in Canada, and we've gone up against the real estate commissions to defend our wholesaling activities, to prove that it's not practicing real estate without a license. And I'm proud to admit that we are a 100% success rate. We win against every real estate commission. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars of my own money defending this. I can assure you it's legal if done right. But what that means is you have to establish a bilateral contract between you and a seller. Uh, that contract needs to stipulate that you are acquiring equitable interest. You then must be able to prove you have the intent to purchase, which is why I always give my apprentices access to a proof of funds letter, literally a screenshot of my bank account. But that way, when you have it under contract first with the seller, then you can go out and find a new buyer. By the way, if you're like, what is wholesaling, Phil? You're way ahead of me. Well, you need to watch some other of my videos on the subject matter because I'm, I'm talking about myths here. I'm assuming you already know what wholesaling is. All right, so it is legal if done right. 
it's illegal if you are bringing the buyer first or if you don't have a contract in place with the seller and you haven't been able to prove intent to purchase. And look, we've gone up against the real estate commissions. We know these little nuances. So you've got to have it dialed in. And technically, what it means is if, if you're worried about this, you can always go get your real estate license. That's one way to get around some of that. But my argument is just really know what you're doing. And then you're, you're completely dialed in. You don't have to worry about this at all. Myth number two is that to be successful in wholesaling, you need to build a buyer's list. You've probably heard this if you've done any trainings on wholesaling from anyone else out there. They all tell you, build a buyer's list, build a buyer's list, build a buyer's list. I'm going to tell you that's not true. In fact, my people, my apprentices, we don't build buyer's lists. Oh, that's right. We've never built buyer's lists. Look, we... I don't know if these are Guinness Book of World Records, but we've done wholesales that make over $250,000. True story. So we know how to do this business very well. We make an enormous amount of money wholesaling. We know what we're talking about. The fallacy with the buyer's list is the following. That in wholesaling, what you're doing is you are getting a property under contract direct with the seller, and then you are wholesaling it to another buyer. Well, if you choose a buyer that's on a list, let's say you go to a real estate investor club meeting, or you just run into an investor at a Home Depot, anyone who's really out there doing deals, a lot of deals, they're the ones most likely to land on your buyer's list. They are not the right people to sell your deal to, to wholesale your deal to. Why? The more experienced they are, the less they're going to pay for your property. And you don't want to undersell yourself. You don't want to sell something for, say, 180000 that some, I call them, sucker investor buyers would pay 200000 Now, that doesn't mean you lie or do anything unethical. What I mean by that is you market for a buyer once you have the deal under contract. That, by the way, helps argue the fact that you're in the legal side of it. Whereas if you have a buyer's list... If you go up against a real estate commission, they really take you to task. They could argue that because you have the buyer's list, you're practicing real estate without a license. That's a little nuance. But the main reason is because the buyer's list is full of professional, successful real estate investors. You don't want those people to buy your property. You want the person who just bought their first property to be the one that's buying yours. They want yours to be their first investment deal because they'll pay more. Does that make sense? I read a statistic recently um, that was just rolled out that some 80% of all real estate flips in America are done one deal per person, meaning people don't do a second deal. Their first deal is their first and their last. And now that's not completely perfect because they're using it based on public records and somebody could always use a different LLC for every property they buy, but most beginners aren't uh, that attuned to uh, asset protection to do that. So even if, let's say it's 70%, 70% of all real estate flips in America are, are one-time deals and those people never do another one. So you want to be selling these properties to the 70% because they're willing to pay more. Buyer's list, I think, is a mess. You say, well, Phil, how do you find buyers? I only have like three weeks. I have this contract. <laughs> it's not that complicated. You get a great deal under contract. You can put up a bunch of signs. You can put out ads on Craigslist and Zillow. Our favorite technique is to put it on the MLS, but you have to really know what you're doing to be able to pull that off and do all that legally. So you can find buyers, especially as this video is being shot here in uh, the summer of 2017. 
It, it is a it is like piranhas attacking a big chunk of of meat when you put a deal on the market. It's just, there's all kinds of offers. So buyers list. My argument is going to be and. We know what we're talking about because I would probably argue that my network of people are doing more wholesales collectively uh, than any individual or other organization in North America, maybe the world. So it's coming from the best when I give you this advice. All right. Myth number three, I save the best for last. And this is going to be that it's for beginners. Yeah, I kind of mentioned that at the beginning, didn't I? kind of dropped a little hint that I was going to come back to this subject for beginners. For several reasons, I'm going to argue that wholesaling is not necessarily for beginners. In fact, it's a more advanced technique. But I'm going to tell you why people think it's for beginners. The main reason is because it is argued that in a wholesale deal, you don't actually have to bring much money at all into the transaction to make it work. In fact, the majority of wholesales that my organization does and our apprentices do is $10 earnest money and then about $20, $30 to record a document. And that's literally it. So under $50 and we can do a wholesale and you know, we do plenty of wholesales in the $40,000, $70,000 net profit range. Um, and then there's obviously bigger and plenty of smaller ones. So that's exciting, isn't it? For beginners, like, wow, you're first getting started. Like, wow, I can just kind of get into real estate. And I can do my first deal and, and take my $15 that's in my bank account right now, tie up a property, and then flip it and make five, ten, fifteen thousand $15,000. Well, when it comes to the pure transactional costs, that is accurate. It can be very, very little money out of your pocket. But there's a whole nother world surrounding wholesaling that makes it very complicated and difficult for beginners because oftentimes they get smoked out, intimidated, and moved out of deals. All right, so the first reason has to do with the position you are in the deal. Your position is in the middle. You're the middleman if you're a wholesaler. So you have this seller that you put under contract. It's their house. And then on the other side, you have this new buyer that's going to buy it. And as we said, we don't want professional investor buyers. We want those sucker investor buyers that do one deal in their lifetime and pay way too much money. All right, so you have your buyer here, you have your seller here, you're in the middle. Now, this is a huge, huge myth in real estate is that somehow everybody wants you to be successful and it's a big group hug, kumbaya session. No, in the real world, these two people can sometimes wake up in the morning and go to bed at night with only one thought on their mind and it's to get rid of you. Because if the seller has agreed to sell their property for 100000 and you've got a new buyer willing to pay 120000 simple math, well, that means you could make 20000 And here's what the seller thinks to themselves. You haven't done anything. You haven't paid taxes. You've never paid insurance on this property. You've never done any maintenance on it. you never paid any mortgage payments. You've done nothing, and you're going to make $20,000? And after all this, only I'm, I'm only making a hundred. And then the new buyer's thinking to himself, hmm, I wonder if I can go directly to the seller and agree to maybe pay one ten, so I'll get it for ten thousand dollars less, and the seller will get ten thousand more dollars. Hmm. That thought I just described, every buyer at some point comes up with that, no matter how new they are. So what ends up happening is both of these parties 
are out to get you as the wholesaler. And if you don't really know what you're doing, they can smoke you and intimidate you out of a deal. They can do it in all sorts of ways. I heard a story recently of a gentleman. He'd done everything right, but he was in the military. And the seller had been in the military previously. So the seller knew how the military works. Now, I'm not in the military, so I don't know all the intricacies of this. But apparently what he did was the seller found out who his commanding officer was somehow, called the commanding officer, told the commanding officer a bunch of lies, and the wholesaler freaks out and thinks he's going to have all these massive repercussions. So he just quickly gets out of the deal and gives it back to the seller. You know what the seller does? Sells it directly to the new buyer that the wholesaler already found. And voila, wholesaler makes no money and the seller made an extra amount of money and the buyer made, uh, bought it for less. That is a normal situation. So if you don't have all of your ducks in the row, you don't know exactly what the legal ramifications are and that you've done everything perfectly well, all it takes is a good deal. Now, if you're making $500, there might be less of an attack. It's only when you're actually going to make some real money, which I'm hoping you're trying to accomplish in your business career. So the first big problem is positioning. You're in the middle, and these two parties want to get rid of you. Now, an example of the complete opposite would be, as a beginner, if you just go buy a property the normal, traditional way, and you buy it, that you don't even consider renovating or finding a buyer until after you close on it, well, there'll be none of this drama. You can go, go into auction.com, go buy a property to foreclosure auction, hire an agent to find you a listed foreclosure or something like that. You can just go buy a property. There is no drama. Now, there might be drama when you have to go fix it up. There might be drama that you pay too much for the house, can't find a buyer. There's all those kinds of drama. But you won't have two different people hating on you. <laughs> so this right here is, is a huge, huge challenge with beginners getting started. And as a mentor, I'm dealing with this literally on an hourly basis. It's a constant battle when I have a new person trying to get them up to speed because they don't like to be in the middle and be uncomfortable. They don't want people not liking them. you got to get used to the fact that if you're going to be successful in real estate, some people are not going to be happy because for you to be successful, they get to see how much money you make and they may compare what little money they make to how much you're making. Never mind the fact that in this particular example, and if you're a wholesaler, I understand what you might be saying. Well, Phil, I brought this value to the table. This seller didn't have this buyer. I understand all that. None of that matters, though, in the real world when they all look at how much you're getting and trying to get rid of you. Okay, the second reason why I don't feel like this is for beginners, it has to do with finding deals. There is so much nonsense associated with this subject of wholesaling and finding deals. I hear it all the time that somehow wholesaling fulfills a niche in the marketplace where all these professional investors are not gravitating towards. That somehow, well, the wholesalers, they go find the deals so investors can focus on what they're best at. And I think to myself, that is a completely idiotic thought. And if you thought that, I hope I didn't uh, offend you in any way. But look, that doesn't, doesn't make any business sense whatsoever. Any professional real estate investor out there, as soon as they do a good deal, their very next move is to go find another one. The single biggest challenge, the thing that worries successful investors making over a million dollars a year right now flipping houses, you know what their number one concern is? finding deals. And you know what they do? They spend literally hours each day on this subject. They spend tens of thousands of dollars. 
Some marketplaces, these people spend as much as $50,000 to $100,000 a month marketing for great deals. Do you think you being brand new, just walking into this business, that you're going to find deals ahead of those guys and girls? Think again. Finding deals is incredibly difficult, especially in today's market. And the people that have been in the business the longest spend the most time on this. They don't subcontract finding deals out to wholesalers. Now, they're happy that wholesalers bring them deals. I don't think they complain about it. Sure, they'll buy deals from wholesalers, especially professional investors. If they find a wholesaler that's kind of a sucker and gives the property away too cheap, they love that. But in reality, finding deals is such an enormous challenge that as a beginner, you have to recognize that you're going to be a day late and a dollar short on almost every deal you go look at. That's the real world, unless you really have your act together. As a mentor and a coach, I spend an enormous amount of time in, in not only educating my people, but also testing and updating and making tweaks to every little technique we have. And you'll notice that I don't teach y'all on these free videos. I don't tell you how we find our deals, and nor am I going to. In fact, I have a video on why I don't tell you. It's called Giving Away Business Secrets. I won't give away how we do that. Now, there is one tiny fraction of a sliver of opportunity for a beginner to find deals that the professionals, people like me and my apprentices, are not going to find. And I'll tell you this only because it's a whole lot of hustle, and I'm not going to go do it. I don't teach my apprentices to go do it because it's a whole lot of legwork. But if you've got time and you've got hustle and you want to go find some deals, you need to go at a direction that's different than what everybody else is doing. And so I actually put together a course on how to do this. I, it says that it's $100 on the video, but if you click below the video, it's actually you can get free access. In that course, I show you how to do what's called bird dogging, where you can knock on doors and you can do certain things to find deals that other people are simply not going to find that are professional investors. They're vacant houses that you would drive by, that you do a ton of research. I've got great videos on how to get the backstory on a vacant house. All that great stuff. And that little sliver, it's not going to be huge. You're not going to become a trillionaire with it. But you might be able to pick off a deal or two. And so I'm not leaving you hanging on this video. I know these are myths. That course will give you insight on how to find ever so often a deal that other people simply overlooked or couldn't find through all of their marketing of fifty dollars to $100,000 a month kind of stuff in one particular city. So finding deals is incredibly difficult. And I don't want to... Um, somehow leads you astray into thinking that, well, us investors like us, we don't have time to go find deals. We're too busy fixing up houses. Bull. I got my crew killing it, knocking on walls, and they're hammering in nails. They're working their butts off right now in the summer heat so that I can go find more deals for them. That's my job. I'm a real estate investor. I find deals and negotiate them, and then I have other people go fix up the houses. Make sense? All right, great. Well, now you see the three biggest myths. You see how fired up I get about this. This is a daily thing for me because we have so many wholesales going on at any one time across the United States, Canada, Caribbean, that what ends up happening is I see things other people don't see. I don't think it's for, for beginners, by the way. I think the technique of wholesaling is for those that are more intermediate to, uh, to advanced. If you are a complete beginner, yes, you can definitely try bird dogging with that course. Otherwise, the other way uh, beginners get going is they hire a mentor like me 
And also you can go to my website, freedommentor.com, learn about my apprentice program. But you need to get educated. Because otherwise you're going to get worked, schooled, and taken to town, and you, you won't be successful. And then you'll just be upset. You spent all that time and energy. You could have spent that time working at McDonald's. So if you're going to do this, you got to do it right. And uh, that means do it right from a legal perspective. Don't worry about a buyer's list. Focus on finding good deals. And uh, make sure that you understand if you're positioned in the middle, which you are as a wholesaler, you have your act together so you can defend yourself when those two try to fight, get rid of you, and find the best deals. You find the best deals, everything else works out. All right, well, I'm Phil Pusty, Alex with FreedomMentor.com. I hope you enjoyed this. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, which I'm probably, you probably will after this video, put them down below here at the bottom. I'd love to uh, take out time out of my schedule to answer those and, uh, and be a part of the conversation with you all. I appreciate it. So thanks so much.